out of Oakland and enjoy that. And we're going to be right back with the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. and creation but the place I understand is my home Oakland every place I go when the people want to know up here on mutiny radio we have on the panel right now connor doherty need one more panel member before we can get started with our first comedian oh we got him down here we go you guys clap your hands wildly for our first comedian of the night it's kelly cry uh just to tell you a little bit about myself i'm sitting I'm a sitter. Like to sit. You like to sit. You're sitting right now, so you would you'd be liar if you said no. Yeah. Wearing your sunglasses today. Yeah. Bright and sunny in California. You're not from California, are you? You are. Never mind then. What's your favorite thing about California? Oh, nothing. Woof, woof. <laughs> Nothing's good here. Do you like anything? Weather. The weather? Weather's good. Okay. Anything else? Waves. Waves? Do you surf? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah brah. Sweet. People still do the hang loose sign out here. It's great. They're like, yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's like a throwback. I'm just doing crowd. It's just so you guys know, I'm only doing crowd work from now on. Not for my entire life, but until I get good at it. This is a prime example of why I need to continue to do this shit. You know what I mean? Your smug look. I don't know if I like it today. I don't know. Ethan's looking at me like he's got this smug-ass look on his face. What's going on with you? Have you been to a ba- the bank lately? Yeah, I know. Your pinky finger with your tall can. What, what do Americans call that size of a can? Is that a super can? What do you call that? Tall boy. Tall boy? Yes, and then what's the next one up? Because that's 12 ounces, right? And then it goes up to what? 16. 16 and then it goes 32. Yeah. And, and no, it goes 24. 24. And then 32. Oh, fuck. There's three? 24. 
Oh yeah, 22. And now you either go call a dub deuce or a. Uh, a dub deuce. Uh, oh right. The, yeah, <laughs> okay. I should have something really smart to, and funny to say about that. That's what insert money fart thing. Money fart thing. <laughs> fart there, and that will be the funny thing. Okay, that's what. I mean. What's the general feeling in the room on banks? Love them. What, what do you? What's the thing you love most about a bank? Fees. Okay, so you're being facetious. You don't actually like like love banks at all. Fees. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit, right? That they charge you to use your money to make more money? That's pretty impressive. That's a good racket. Comedians don't have a racket like that. We should figure something out where we take people's money and then use that money to make money and charge them for them letting us hold on to that money. Oh, they, it doesn't. It exists. It's true. Did you just raise your hand? Yeah, he raised his. He's being very polite today. <laughs> if anybody else would like to uh, raise their hand, uh, that that'll make this much more like a school type atmosphere. A minute. I feel good about this. I feel. <laughs> I feel like I really brought something to the table here. Um, you guys are. I'm gonna do this. You guys are hot crowd like you're hot you know what i mean like you're good looking and sexy hot like to accumulate you all together into one big vagina i'd fuck the shit out of you like <laughs> i'd fuck the shit out of that big fat fucking vagina hard hard too not like a pre-ejaculate oh i'm sorry type fuck like a serious get down blow my load repeatedly like six seven eight times like not not a huge load each time. Not that's not the quantifying thing, but like the amount of times is really what's gonna let you know you're special. Yeah, hands raised. Yeah. Why is there shit in the vagina? Uh, uh, oh, cause I fucked the vagina so hard that it opened up the back door to the asshole and let the shit. If you didn't learn anything today, up until this point, folks, you have now. My name's Kelly Cry. Thank you so much. Stay up there. They're going to talk to you about your crowd work. Right now, we have Ethan Albers and Connor Doherty. Uh, I like it. Uh, although, no, you, no, you don't. The way you said that is, is a lie. You, you, you asked Cole a question if he liked sitting down, and you accused him of being a liar. And what if he was paraplegic? He would have took that. Good bit. I'm stealing that tag. Thanks for that tag. Nice. You're okay. welcome. <laughs> you told me to tag it up. I'll tag, <laughs> tag it up. Tag it up. Tag, I'll it, tag up. it up. Perfect. Uh, if you were paraplegic, I'd the crowd crowd thing. Feel at the as end. much as you feel your legs. Uh, you could say I'll fuck you till you prolapse. I don't know. You can go all sorts of weird. Just keep. I'm just gonna keep tagging. I'm gonna give everybody tags tonight. Positive tags. Positive tags, folks. Tags from Ethan Albers. I liked when you said I'm sorry. It was really Canadian. It's no, it's it's good. <laughs> keep that, keep that part yeah, of it. Okay, I'm stop hiding the fact that you're Canadian. Gonna keep that part. Yeah. But I grew up there, but but I don't like. I I was born in Canada, but I feel like I grew up in America. You know, listen. No matter yeah. how hard Neil Young good. keeps rocking in a free world, he's still <laughs> fucking Canadian. Okay. All right. He's fair. Canadian. Yeah. Fuck yeah! Actually, Neil Young's father is like bigger in Canada than Neil Young is actually. 
Yeah. He's a big author, like childhood, like a child writer, right? I, I, I'm not going to let you in on all the Canadian secrets. If you guys want to know, please feel free to read about our country. <laughs> <laughs> find, find out what we have to offer. Right there. That's, I'm gonna, that, that's a tag right there. You can say I'm Canadian, but I'm not going to fill you in. That, that's a joke right there, a whole joke. You should, Thank if you, you want to talk about Canada, it's, uh, you probably know this because you said you grew up, you feel like you grew up in the United States, but like when every time like a Republican is going to win the presidential election, all the liberals are like, I'm moving to Canada. And you could like, I don't know, go Con back to Canada. Canada's trying to press a political agenda upon you. I am. <laughs> My yeah. leftist agenda. Goddamn Doherty. So basically what you're saying is if Trump wins, I could be like, I wasn't saying anything. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Trump is the only person I'm voting for Republican side. Yeah. He's the least harmful. Do you think? Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else. That's it? Anybody else in the back? Anyone? You, I have a question about Canada. I have a question about Canada. Um, do they let you murder babies in Canada, like abortion style? Do they, are they cool with that up there? Guys, you don't even have to read about Canada. You can Google anything you want <laughs> you can get on a computer you can check it out i don't i don't have internet you don't have internet not at my house can you is there but is there abortion in in canada yes i'm moving to canada that's a great question in, ingrid's gonna say something she's from germany what you know, does she I think mean, about canada Jenny, oh no it's Ginny hogan you both have blonde hair i'm confused jenner's sort of I, I have no thoughts on canada but i was gonna say that um I think you should be meaner if you're going to do crowd work. Like, I think that'd be funnier. Like, don't be, like, supportive of the things people say. I don't know if other people feel that way, but you, I think that's funny. Do you want me to give you an answer? I'll, 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 like, I'll, I'll talk to you more people. about it after, but I'm kind of on the fence about this because a lot of comedians do. They're mean to people, and, like, it does get a laugh. But I would like to find the road where you can be supportive and, and still interesting and funny. Yeah, no, you don't have to. It's just a, seri it's a series of questions. You just keep, you keep turning questions. Like, that's crowd work. You keep... You let the person talk their way into a hole. And mm. That's where you're funny. That's where the funny comes from. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I watch Todd Berry, all the rest of those guys. All they do is it's question after question. question, question oh, after just a yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the person slight reveal, slight reveal, slight reveal. Mm -hmm. And I also watched like Aaron Berg, and uh, he was doing some comedy. And it was like he would a ask a question, and even before the person had the answer, he'd just insult the person. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to go that direction. Yeah. With my crowd work. So I'm just testing it out for the next. Two weeks, I'm doing nothing but crowd work, and I'm going to just see where I'm at at the end of it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll try being meaner. I'm going to come out. I'm, when I go to brainwash, I'm going to light some people up. Take hey, your yeah. hat off and throw it on the ground in an angry way. I think my Canadian, say, I'm sorry. My Canadian ah! genes, yeah, my, my genetics from say, Canada might just like. That's true. Yeah, you, uh, your my, Canadians aren't generally angry. No, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to. Unless gonna, it's Terrence and McKenna. <laughs> Terrence and, hi. Hi. Just okay, to be obnoxious, I was going to do crowd work a couple weeks ago, and Tony Sparks gave me a really, really good um, piece of piece, advice. Yeah, so if you don't mind me passing it on. Please. Um, he was saying that it's the best way to figure out who you are. Like, it's the best way to figure out or to let the audience tell you who you are as a comic. Like, I don't know if you're working on that at all, but just yeah. keep that in mind as you're doing it for the next couple weeks. Cool. I will. Thank you. Hooray. Thank you, and go fuck yourself with that one, okay? Thanks. <laughs> for Kelly Cry. Yay! Yay! And our next comedian is jumping off the panel, which means someone needs to jump. Oh, thanks, Ginny. 
You know what, Ginny, you've changed everything for me because the only other Ginny I ever knew was a cunt when I was growing up. Her name was Ginny Smith, and she was rich and she was evil, and she didn't like me. Was she so spelled with a G? She spelled it with a G. She spelled it just oh, like really? this Ginny. But this Ginny's really nice, and so you've totally changed my whole world. And I used to, Ginny Smith, and I'm like, oh, Ginny Elgin's pretty fucking cool. Uh, so is our next comedian. She's on the panel, but he's going to tell jokes. Everybody clap it up. It's Connor Doherty. Beautiful days. That's, that must be annoying for people on the other end of that. <laughs> Just whistling straight into the microphone. Oh, oh you guys. Uh, so you guys, you know you haven't gotten laid in a while when you stop having sex dreams and start having masturbation dreams? Just like your subconscious can't even conceive of there being another person there? <laughs> Like, oh, God, it's frustrating. Because, like, the only thing less satisfying than simulated sex is, like, imagined simulated sex. Right? I think there was another joke there. Uh, oh, I, I fucked it up. Um, yeah, because, like, you wake up and you're like, fuck, I can do this when I'm awake. Like, I don't need to be asleep for this shit. <laughs> Uh, you guys, I saw Ethan Albers is drinking an energy drink. What kind of energy drink is that? I don't. They all have like, they just have the dumbest names. I don't drink energy drinks, or as I call them, panic attacks in a can. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the last two times I've had them, I've had just full blown, can't talk shaking panic attacks and like I know that two isn't a big enough sample size but I don't want to try again and find out uh, I don't get it though cuz like I could I drink so much coffee like I can handle my caffeine but something about the energy drinks um, but yeah fucking stimulants man I used to smoke cigarettes my psychiatrist made me quit uh, it took me a couple tries I'm a big fan of nicotine gum um, the only problem is it ruins you for regular gum. Like, I chew a piece of Trident now, and I'm just like, this does nothing for me. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. um, but, yeah, like, before that, I, like, thought I was going to quit a whole bunch of times because I would always, like, get in these situations where we're, okay, this is, this is true, but it's weird. Like, I would get in these situations where I think, wait, Ingrid, do you know uh, Rilke, the poet, Reiner Maria Rilke? The German poet. Do you know the Pam? Do you know the po the poem, the archaic torso of Apollo? No, but it sounds rad. It is pretty rad. I don't know that I really understand it. I think it's about art or something. But at the end, the line, like depending on the translation, the the end of it is something like, "For here there is no place that does not see you. You must change your life." Uh, and so I. I would always have these you must change your life moments and I would think about that. Like one time I was really drunk and I was smoking a cigarette and I tried to light a fart with my cigarette. Which is like, it's just so stupid. <laughs> like obviously that didn't work, but this was one of these you must change your life moments. Or like at least stop farting on things you're about to put in your mouth. <laughs> 
you know? (laughs) I think that was all my new stuff. Um, I don't know if I've ever done the yelling about soap thing at one of these. And like, I actually don't know if it's good. I ate it so hard on Thursday when I was trying to do that. If you guys all heard me doing this bit where I'm like, I don't like showering, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hygiene industrial complex, big soap, uh, chemtrails, all that shit. I don't have the energy to do it right now. (laughs) But if you've heard it and want to give me feedback on that, I'm legitimately interested because I feel like most people don't get it. And I ate it so hard at Hyde last week. So... That's it. Yay! Connor Doherty! Just so you know, everyone eats it hard at 222 Hyde every week. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I've had my sugar. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had, had, I've had good sets. Yeah. Um. <laughs> boo! Oh, then the racism comes out, guys. Chris. No. Uh, first show, good. Uh, joke about energy drink not a joke observation uh, hygiene joke I remember it uh, I have to c- critically think about it and why it wouldn't be funny there um, lighting farts on fire I knew a guy who was hospitalized for that so that's serious because um, you know how it can go out it can come back in apparently no. too Yes, it can. Uncle Jeff, he's you fucking perfect example. You can suck the fire back into your Yeah, um, Uncle Jeff. He's not my uncle. Let's call him Uncle Jeff. Uh, well, it doesn't work with a cigarette, so. You don't, not in a flame, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, caffeine. Nicotine gum's funny. You did good. They were all good jokes. They were all, those were all new, right? Uh, 90%, yeah. Good, yeah, good. Um, trying to think critiques audience if we could just do something about his personality right no kidding <laughs> kidding it was they're really well written jokes I no, mean they they're were, new and they they're were yeah and they're funny and uh, they'll get there whenever yeah. they you know I'm gonna yell into this mic uh, you said something about your soap joke and then you said that you ate it and I thought you meant that you ate soap <laughs> which is a really good analogy for what it feels like to bomb on yeah. stage Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, oh, yeah, there is actually one thing. I tell everybody to fucking do it unless you're power standing like I'll do sometimes. Is microphone. Put it behind you when you get on stage. Yeah. Like there's somebody I know. I see so many people will like slightly ruin a set by fiddling with it. Yeah, I noticed myself doing that. I usually do, but I was, yeah. I don't, I've been I'm sloppy. No, I agree with you, though. You're right. Yeah, I, it's really distracting if people are fucking with it the whole time. I forget who I saw to a set here, but they literally played like a vile, like a fucking stand-up bass, <laughs> the whole thing on it, and it was the most distracting thing I've ever seen. Yeah, good job, uh, Jenny. Critiques. Um, I liked it. I like your soap joke. Uh, I thought also for the farting one that yeah, it would have been funny to describe like what would happen if you lit a fart like that would have been pretty gross I have to be honest I didn't know if the the poetry part was actually necessary for that joke I know that uh yeah, it yeah seemed- I just was thinking I like used to do a much longer version of that but I don't even really remember how it goes so I didn't I just skipped that yeah. other than that I thought it was you good you should I like well if you are talking about poetry you should talk about how deep you are and then talk about but the deep part is also overshadowed by the guy who tries to light farts on fire cigarettes yeah, that was the idea. This is there you go. supposed to be a contrast. You okay? 
the pretentiousness of poetry versus the the accessibility of farting on yourself. Pam gets it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, actually. Pam, Pam gets it. <laughs> Does anyone else have any comments for Connor Doherty? Clap wildly! Yeah! Yay! All right, we still have people on the panel. We're still moving along. Uh, your next comedian, another funny man. Let's see what he brings us tonight. It's Ian Levy! Um, so I'm gonna, I, I kind of wanted to try doing some, uh, political jokes tonight, so I figured, um, yeah, let's just dive right in, guys. Um, a lot of people, I don't, regardless of how you feel about Hillary Clinton, I think it will be cool to get a female president if she is elected. Um, because a lot of people I know say, like, oh, be so progressive, so progressive. But what people, people seem to forget is we've already had a female president. Or have you forgotten about Jimmy Carter? Hell! High five. Boom! Oh! Jimmy Carter burn. <laughs> that joke killed in... Okay, let's... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That, that joke used to kill in the 80s. So, you know, it's okay, okay. Um, there's... Um, the, uh, the, the, those, I have some friends who say... Uh, some friends who say they want... What, what we really need for president is a uh, hound dog in a suit that is uh, slightly mentally ill. But, but what most people don't know is we've already had a hound dog in a suit that is slightly mentally ill. Have you forgotten about Ronald Reagan? Hell, boom, okay. <laughs> that joke killed in the 90s, guys, it was great. Um, some, people, some people think we should have a more, a more sexually liberated president, you know, someone who's more out there, is more, more willing to kind of be free and stuff. But, but I tell people we already have had a more sexually liberated President, or have you forgotten about James Buchanan? Hey! Boom! America's only bachelor president, guys. He had a child out of wedlock. What? Some people, some people, uh, some people think we should, you know, some people think we should have a, a president who's kind of a bit more, who's like center to right conservative, you know, just slightly on the conservative side. A lot of people say that's where Marco Rubio is, but we've already had a president who's center right conservative. Or have you forgotten about Bill Clinton? Hey! Boom! That joke killed in the 2000s, guys. That was great. Some some people think we should have a president, guys, who uh, who really uh, makes us makes us feel the burn. You know, someone who who really makes us feel the burn. Some people think you know Bernie Sanders is that guy, but we've already had a president who's made the American people feel the burn. Or have you forgotten about President Hoover? Hell, boom! Because <laughs> as we all know, he lit a shanty town on fire that uh, had a bunch of World War I uh, people who lived in it. That, that's true, that's, that actually happened. So that was, that was a sad thing. Some people, some people think we should have a, a liberal progressive president in America. Some people think we should have someone who, uh, who really takes us in a more liberal direction. And to that I say, uh, we didn't elect uh, Ralph Nader, so. Oh, <laughs> and now I'm sad. <laughs> okay. Um, that goes on. That's I got. I have 52 of those. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll end it now. But um, I got I have one other pol political thing. Um, did you guys see this poll recently? That I thought that was kind of interesting online. The article that said uh, eight out of ten Bernie Sanders supporters think climate change is the greatest uh, threat facing America today, whereas ten out of ten Donald Trump supporters think professional wrestling's real. Now that's 
I, uh, yeah, which makes sense because I don't want to see like Donald Trump defending America against Iran, but I'd watch the shit out of him like fighting the Iron Sheik. Like that would just be, that that would just be a dream come true. Um, I got that. That's all. That that's everything I have on politics. I I got one other joke that I tried this and just no one found it really funny. It was it was like an empty room and Tony Sparks basically just looked at me and nodded, <laughs> shook his head. So you guys could tell me this is funny or not. But have you ever? Do you guys who here likes Elvis? Does anyone like Elvis? Like kind of. Um, I don't know. He's say what you want about him, but he has some of the most iconic songs of all time. Um, and the song uh, "You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog" is probably his most famous song. And that song, if you know it, is like a metaphor for a woman is what he's talking about. But he never clarifies that in the whole song. And so every time I listen to that song, I can't think anything other than Elvis is just yelling at his dog. Because if you listen to the lines, he's just like, it's like him demeaning his dog, just going, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. You know, and then, he, <laughs> and then he's like, you ain't never caught a rabbit. You ain't no friend of mine. So and I think maybe Elvis, that's how he made all his friends. He would just, not, not just dogs, but people too, would unleash a rabbit. Let the run, and then you'd have to catch the rabbit. That's yeah. You guys, you guys look like Tony Sparks right now. Just a room of disapproving Tony Sparks. So I, I'll just never do that a joke again. Okay, that was my time. Thanks, guys. Ian Levy bringing us the politics. Uh, Funny politics. Why did you just do all 52 of those? I could listen. I could watch yeah, you high five Ethan Albers all day. Um, because I forgot how many presidents we had, and, and I went, I went with states instead. So yeah, right. <laughs> that was the only other number. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's true. I was counting prime ministers too. Okay, I got I got Tony Blair ones. I got Merkel ones. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess we'll start backwards. Uh, the hound dog thing. I think uh, the reason that's not funny, especially to Tony Sparks, is because it's actually the song is ripped ripped off by. Uh, like it's very, uh, it's actually kind of, I think common knowledge that Elvis Presley actually stole that song from an African-American woman named Big Mama Thornton. Uh, like half a song. Well, so I mean, like all his early shits, like that's why Tony Sparks like. But Elvis like, just stole like his whole style, like everything he more or less yeah, exactly, he stole. Yeah. So I mean, I just, I just figured it, yeah, okay. But I say stick with it. Okay, you think so? You, you think that Tony Sparks, who needs Tony Sparks <laughs> approval? Except for me and maybe Pam yeah. and, and Dom. <laughs> He's all I got. I, I, I've already given up on getting my parents' approval, so. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then the other, uh, the other presidential things are, they're funny. Uh, you know the rule three. Yeah, I know. And I was purposely not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I was that. trying to go way but further. There is that real, that, I mean, I guess Tig Notaro does a good example of that with the stool thing, how it goes funny and it turns not funny. And as long as you want to stick to it, there'll be an upswing to where it's funny. Yeah, again, yeah. And it just kind of goes up and down. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a five minute bit of that would be really fun. Um, or if you wanted to stick to three the third time instead of high five in, you can maybe hug somebody because <laughs> you have that expectation. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. Is, is the Ralph Nader thing an okay thing to end on or is that not, is that too well, soft? Yeah, I mean, who, like, I mean, we, nobody in this room was a hater. I think we all voted Nader, so. <laughs> And especially if you hug someone after the Nader comment, then that's really funny. I think it's no, like high five. Yeah, we're yeah. just sad that yeah, like, <laughs> of the oh, future that could have been. You can no, console exactly. each other. You I can, was a Nader fan. I I'm went, a huge Nader fan. Yeah, I met Jello B. Afra from the Dead Kennedys. He was running sure. around as like his like campaign manager. Really fucking weird. Like it was a weird experience. Did you guys vote Nader? Yeah, to yeah, totally voted. So Nader. you voted for Bush essentially is yeah, what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Talk. Yes, I, I voted for Nader every time I could from when I was 18 years old. I never voted for 
for Clinton. I never even voted for Barack Obama. I wrote in Ralph Nader. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. Ginny, you got anything to say? Oh, uh, I like the, the first one. I thought you should have kept going with it. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if that's like good advice. That's just the kind of thing <laughs> I like. Uh, and I thought it was better the more absurd it was. Like Bill Clinton was like a little obvious. I thought it should have all been like presidents that no one knows anything about. That's a good okay, yeah. And, and I don't think you should have explained it either. No, I, I love the explanation because I didn't know what... The Hoovery burned down a small town? That's very funny. I mean, I didn't, it was a shanty town, yeah. They set up to protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, Taft's a good one. The only thing I know about Taft is that he's the only... Pr- he uh, he changed the bathroom. They had a, they had to get a new bathtub because he was such a fat ass. Yeah, oh, nice. They're Chris Christie. <laughs> yeah. I would uh I would keep the Clinton one because <laughs> he's what online? His diet. His diet's <laughs> online. Great. Thanks, Tess. Um <laughs> he has like a specific diet? Yeah, he's yo-yo, man. Taft was a yo-yoer? He was a flip-flopper? And his LBs. Also, another fun fact about Howard Taft, uh, I, uh William Howard Taft, I think he's the only president to also serve on the Supreme Court. Uh, trivia knowledge. Anyway, oh, I, uh, I would say keep the Clinton one, and the reason I would say keep the Clinton one is because you, you know, like you, the one you did right before then. I think you were like, oh, we need a sexually liberal president, and it's like my head immediately was like, oh, don't do Monica Lewinsky well, jokes, no, that's, yeah. and then you didn't, and it was great. And then when Clinton did come up, it was like, hey, remember he's actually pretty fucking moderate. Everybody forgot about that. So I, I enjoyed it probably maybe from a nerdy perspective, but I would say keep it. I think it's solid. Uh, that's so, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought for the one about the like wrestling you should have not like referenced a news article about it you should have just said like oh, this okay. is true. oh really yeah that's, that's kind of I don't that's know perfect. for whatever reason I thought you were just like say, well, never mind. no no that's that's fair and then just one so I liked the you know that killed in the 1980s you could do that for Buchanan too like that yeah I was, I was I was I actually forgot to 80s. I have that for all of them because Buchanan's 20s and oh, yeah, okay. I just forgot to do it after a certain point you could do another one from the 1880s and be like that yeah. one killed in the 1880s yeah do one about Lincoln really killed in the 1880s because he was killed in the 1880s yeah 1860s he, he, he was assassinated not many people know that <laughs> all right everybody clap wildly Ian right, Levy Funny, funny stuff. Uh, our next comedian has not made it yet, so we're going to move right along the list. Your next comedian has been on the panel the whole time. Someone's going to take his place, hopefully Trina, while we clap wildly and crazily for hold Ethan Alpert. Hold on, For Ethan Alpert. going to get Ethan Albers. No power stance today. New uh, new phone, so I don't know how all that shit. See, look at that. Right back there. See that? Don't do that. Don't. I can't even reach it. See? It's behind me. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it? It's behind me. Don't tell me where it's at. I know where it's at. Think about mental illness. Think about that quite a bit. I'll tell you guys a story. We'll, we'll go on the story. You guys want a story? We'll do a story. We'll do a story. We'll do about the time I found out I was bipolar. The time I was diagnosed bipolar. We'll talk about that. Okay? So a couple years back, I was going through some shit. I was going through some shit. Bad breakup. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Dom, don't judge me. I know what you're looking at me. Don't do that. Don't judge me. Just because I have mental disorders doesn't mean you got to judge me like that. Judge your eyes. In fact, face the wall. You're making me self-conscious. 
I'm vulnerable up here, guys. I'm an artist. That's what I'm saying. I'm vulnerable up here. So anyways, uh, has anybody ever done like a psychiatric like examination or anything like that? Of course, Tommy, of course. You don't need to, you didn't need to raise your hand. Tommy, and Dom, fuck you. I figured as much too, okay? I figured as much too. You're from Florida. Like it's comes, you come out of your womb with that. So anyways, I'm, uh, so as a kid, I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, OCD, and ADHD. I was diagnosed with all three of those things. So as an adult, I go into the doctor's office thinking, cool, I'll get medication for this, right? You know, I'm all fucked up, get the medication, be all right. Yeah, yeah, that's my do. So I'm in there, and they give me a questionnaire. This is out uh, in the avenues. And I'm like, have you ever been like, you ever fill out something so correct that you're like, man, I'm fucking sane? Because all these questions are like, you know, do you want to jump in front of traffic? No. Uh, do you want to jump off a building? No. Do you like fucking, you know, Everclear? No. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like random fucking questions. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm fucking sane. I felt like I was sane. So I went in there and handed a lady like I'm all proud. I'm like, yeah. The lady's like, that's good. Uh, we're going to do like a, we're going to do like a um, test of like your, your mood and stuff like that. Let me ask you some questions. She started asking me these questions and she goes, um, yeah, so I, uh, I think you're bi bipolar too. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know what that is. So like on top of everything else, she goes, uh, no, actually everything that you're diagnosed with as a child uh, is completely incorrect actually and I'm like oh I cannot wait to tell my mother that yeah. like just deep down like fuck you mom I told you it wasn't true like that like it felt so good I felt so good just to have that over her fucking head so I'm sitting in there and she goes so do you have any medication from that and I'm like yeah I have uh, I think Wellbutrin currently and I have uh, a bunch of Adderall she goes whatever you do do not take Adderall because Adderall does not help you focus like it should. What essentially you're doing is you're taking a form of methamphetamines. And amphetamines, uh, you're just speedballing. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I got a medicine cabinet full of speedballing. <laughs> this is amazing. And so she's in there and she goes, Ethan, I'm going to prescribe you some medication. Like some medication. How do you feel, how do you feel about lithium? How do you feel about me prescribing you lithium, Ethan? And I remember I like looked at her and I was like, well, do you have any other drugs that are named after 90s uh, grunge songs, perhaps? Perhaps some Black Hole Suns, miss? And she was like, didn't get the reference. And I'm like, I'm funnier than you. Fuck off. Where is I going to that story? There's something there. There's like a whole bunch to that. Mental illness. Get some. There's not, there's not an end to that. What else do I have? Uh, oh, we'll do one more. Okay, I did stop. Okay. Now, be honest, I know you guys are all fucked up. If you guys had to choose between physical deformity or emotional damage, what would you choose? Emotional damage. You guys are... Let's go eye patch. We'll go one eye. You're missing an eye. Right? I thought eye. Emotional, emotional damage, that's bullshit. Like, nobody can see that, and you're like a ticking, walking time bomb like me. But an eye patch, think about it. Built-in Halloween costume. All sorts of beautiful stuff. I'm done. Fuck off. All right. That microphone. Okay. First, first, you're crazy because emotional issues are pretty easy to get over. You know, like the eye thing. If your eye's gone, your eye's gone forever. You have the opportunity to maybe deal with your PTSD. I mean, come on. 
I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I look amazing, but I got a lot of emotional damage. Like, I look pretty good. Like, and I, like, think about it going up, especially going with, like, the breakup and stuff. I'm like, dude, like, fucking, like, if, if I was just missing a thumb and I was, like, attentive and cared about people's emotional fucking feelings, it'd be way easier. Like, just way easier. You know what I'm saying? Or not. You said an dumb. I. Don't, don't. We know how fucking self con Dom is like the most shallow Floridianian. <laughs> Call fake thumb. Mental illness. I'd go with the fake thumb at that point. Who's gonna talk about okay, mental illness? Fake thumb is, is better, yeah. Mental illness. It's actually, it's like pretty hard to walk in a straight line if you have an eye patch. I don't know. If, yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Like you, you don't have. Uh, no, uh, I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Tito. Yeah, I, I exposed myself up here. I was raw. No, it's nice. It's good. That's whatever. That's, I, there used to be a lot more to that. There was something I, mean. I kicked that joke, I kicked that idea around years ago. And I'm now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Never throw away a joke or a story, guys, because eventually you'll grow in to be funny enough to actually tell it in front of people. I used to tell that and bomb in front of people all the time. Okay? So never throw anything away, except for you, Dom. Whole laugh. Dump it. Dump it. Tess? Um, I really enjoyed the line, I told you it wasn't Tourette's. Thought those. That is really funny. Yeah, hit that. <laughs> now, hit can, I, that. can I tell you a little side note in that? You know why? Uh, because my mom used to blame me all the time as a little kid. My mom would look at me and she, like anytime I'd act out, she would go, you fucking Tourette. You fucking Tourette. That, well, Tourette. That, that, sounds like, that sounds like Tourette's. <laughs> that's, but that's my yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it does. It's, you know. Right? Tragic irony. Tragic uh, irony. I like it. I thought it would have been funny if uh, when you were saying like the doctor told you that everything else that the doc the previous doctor said was wrong, you mm -hmm. did like some analogies there when like people come and do that. I don't know if that happens, but like the substitute teacher like comes in, it's like your teacher doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, that just happened to me with my new boss, which is why I was thinking of it. But I don't know if that like you know what I mean, like when the new authority figure is like everything they said was wrong. I yeah, I mean I didn't listen to any of their medical advice, and I, I sold the Adderall and yeah. just didn't never took lithium. Well, I did for a little while, but. <laughs> I'm saying, guys, that's thing. I Am thought I? I thought it was good. Uh, it felt very natural. Uh, the only thing I'd say is don't destroy the mic stand at the end of your set. Dude, that's a professional tip. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired for me. Shots fired. All right, bye, guys. Bye, Ethan Albers. Ethan Albers being funny. We need two more people up on the panel. I have to say, you guys, I am really sad because our next comedian is leaving us. And uh, we've enjoyed her so much. No, it's not you, Tommy McGuire. Not everything's about you, Tommy McGuire. You're not the only one who's leaving us, okay? This week, before Tommy McGuire leaves for New York, this comedian, she's going way, way farther. She's going all the way back to Germany, and we're going to miss her so much. And uh, I hope that everybody travels to Germany to do comedy over there because I guess they speak English. <laughs> you know that? Uh, everybody right now clap wildly for Ingrid Wenzel. Thank you, Pam. Yes, I'm leaving. Uh, I can't believe it. I'm going back to the motherland. There are too many Germans in Germany. <laughs> and I hate them all. And to celebrate that, I brought Pam some German beer. And no, I actually had uh, an idea. I know 
back in the day when I went to church, every Sunday there was a flower donation from like old people and then the priest was like, this week's flower donation was from Miss whatever. And I think maybe there should be like a weekly beer donation for Pam. Like this, <laughs> this week's beer donation was donated by Ingrid Wenzel. I would, I don't know, some self-advertisement, whatever. Uh, Connor asked me what cheers means in German. And it means post. And that's even not a German word. It's a short form of a Latin word. And it means it may help. <laughs> it may help. It might not. But let's drink anyway. And um, it doesn't really clarify what it helps with. But that's what we say. And you guys have been all super friendly and supportive the last weeks. Uh, or you've just pretended to be. <laughs> I don't know, I always feel, I, I don't know, I can never trust friendliness. Like, I, I was going out with a friend and before I met her, she was like, ah, I'm really grumpy, you gotta know that, and I haven't hung out with her much. And I was like, that's fine, I like grumpy people. It's honest, it's upfront. But friendly people, I don't know, they're, they're up to something. What are, what are they hiding? What, why are they nice? And especially in America. I don't know, you've, you guys haven't been too much abroad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't, rude, sorry, Don. <laughs> now, I met, we, Germans are upfront and, and, and honest and mean and don't know really boundaries. So I met up with a German girl today and we've met once before and I said, hey, how are things going with you? And she goes, I just had an abortion. Yeah. But I know Pam likes it. <laughs> But everyone else, like, I mean, I'm pretty used to lots of crap, but that was even heavy for me. So I was like, okay, so how were things while I was shoving my burrito inside my mouth? <laughs> she was telling me about all the details. And I don't know, that's where I'm, that's the country I'm going back to. Pam, you wanna, <laughs> you wanna come with me? Yes. Uh, okay, what else have going on? Um, so yeah, um, I have a problem with that faked friendliness um, and I'd, it first started out when I first went to high school here in America back in Detroit and uh, I've told that story many times so I got there but I had a crush on a guy and he whenever school was over he said I see you later I never saw him later <laughs> I know you guys just say that it's just it's just a phrase I know but I was 16 I was in love I thought we saw each other later, some secret place I wasn't know, I didn't know yet. And I li it literally made me mad that he was lying to me. It was a lie, see you later. And we never saw each other later, so I won't tell you guys I see you guys later, because I'll never see you again. <laughs> I won't. What, that's, that's, just, that's just honest. And sometimes I like to wish, what well, I know I'm not gonna see that person again, I just say, have a good life. And then people get like all like thrown, I don't know, they're like, oh my God, wait, wait have a good life? I mean, that's pretty generous. It's more, <laughs> it's more generous than saying have a good day. I mean, a whole life, maybe without me, hopefully. I don't know, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty friendly. Um, but I might see you later, I still have that boyfriend, and uh, he, uh, he lives like right across the corner. And we never lived together before, so when I moved in with him, I wasn't sure if it's gonna work. And I l seriously thought the entire time, if he's gonna s get sick of me and kick me out, I'll move in into Mutiny Radio. 
make it officially a homeless shelter. <laughs> I can be a janitor. I don't know, whatever. Um, I loved my time here. Thank you guys so much. Don't leave. marry that guy. Okay. Now <laughs> <laughs> Mary Bushy proposed last week. She did. Oh, that's a great idea. Next to him, and he was like, what's going on? No, 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 i definitely go with it, Mary Bushy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you proposed to Filippo? Yeah, didn't mean he ever get married before he lives. Sounds, that sounds great. I, I would marry you, too. I mean, I, I, I'd I take Mary Bushy over. I think she has her life much more together than I do. Financially, I'm a wreck. Oh. Yeah. She, I think her parents still care about her, so you could get some money out of that later. Whereas, it's not going to happen with me. On the panel right now, we have Tommy McGuire and Trina Roderick. I just took up the vacant seat. Uh, that was great and sweet and nice, and it's been nice to have you. I only only note maybe when you're talking about fake people in America and all that stuff, it's very true, and I like that German sensibility of just cutting to the fucking chase. Uh, and you actually came to the capital of like fakeness, just being California in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, East Coasters are much more closer to the German at, uh, end of honesty and brutal honesty, stuff like that. Maybe you can have like a geographical yeah. uh, friendliness, fakeness. Yeah, exactly. Like the more east you go. Yeah, it's also and, and it's the warmer it is. I think I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's all I really had for any punch ups or anything like that. I'm okay, out thanks. Of my mind. But yeah, great job. Great job. Uh, I'm glad I'm, none of us are going to see you again. <laughs> Not in like a mean way, just you know. Just in a more stage time for us kind of way. Really, that's. <laughs> That's all we need is another German coming over here and taking away our precious four minutes. Uh, I was just going to say, good good set. It's always fun. I can't tell if, if your sense of humor is just dry or that's just German people, but um, but, but it, it was good. Uh, and I was wondering, do you genuinely, do you really tell people have a good life? Yeah. Because, well, because, well no, no, because I did that. I was, I just said that to some French people and they just said like, oh, so American. And I was oh. like, so I just, okay. That was too friendly for thing. them. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, it was good. Okay, any negative comments? Like anything, like, I don't know. I always Those sneakers with that dress is kind of... Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, now, see, I lo- she has her stuff. She always wears sneakers with dresses and the leggings. That's like her thing. Because I'm lazy. Well, I don't objectify mm-hmm. her and I don't notice her. Just, anyways. You don't always look at her. <laughs> I really like your cheers joke. I mean, you could add some other... Are there any languages or other, you know, other languages that have the same kind of salute kind of that's maybe look up Google some others to okay. add to it. Yeah. In the same kind of vein that are just sort of absurd. Good point. Yeah. High, high yeah. school is what they say in the Norwegian say, right? High school. School. Yeah. It, it means just bowl. Okay. Enough smart assing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but that's funny. I mean, in okay. the, the, the sort of idiomatic phrases are yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. True. I really liked the German one. I thought that was very yeah. fun. Okay. Because cool. we say, che- what does cheers mean? What, I mean, it mean health? something uh, no. cheer cheers yeah like yay know. we're all happy because we're drinking Woohoo! <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> yay okay cool thank you clap wildly for ingrid we are legitimately going to miss you and i would like to go to germany someday because i've never been to germany i've only been to amsterdam and i've only been to spain even though i know amsterdam is not a country it's a place city but I love the Dutch. Why do the Dutch call it Holland and they're the Dutch? Does anybody have any idea? I, anyway. Uh, 
but yay, yay, Ingrid, yay. Your next comedian is going to make you laugh. We've got people on the panel. He's going to be funny. Put your hands together for Sanj Nawa. Uh, I know it's a th- stereotype that men are sex-obsessed. Uh, that is true, uh, I would have to say. Uh, I was watching Mad Max on TV the other day. Uh, and it's a pretty good movie. Have you guys seen Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah? It's a pretty good movie. Uh, you should watch it. Uh, I watched... Yeah? Remake? Which one? Remake? The new one. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, but I turned it off after 10 minutes. I was like, okay, this is kind of boring. Then I went on Facebook, and someone posted a video of various women eating bananas. Uh, I watched that for 30 minutes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> The video was five minutes long. I watched it six times. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know, man. I'm pretty young, so my hormones are raging. Uh, I, like, if there was a naked woman in front of me right now and she got decapitated, I would not even know. I would just be like, why is there blood on her boobs? I don't understand. Uh, let me see. I think there's such a thing as reverse racism. I think that's, that is a thing. It's when a white man shoots a black cop. Uh, wow. All right. Uh, I was watching Crocodile Hunter. Do you guys know that show from like 10 years ago? It's like that dude, like Steve Irwin, who used to hunt crocodiles. And he actually died uh, from a stingray. And like, honestly, like a crocodile hunter getting killed by a stingray is like a fighter pilot getting a toe infection. Like, it's like not, it's a little anticlimactic. Uh, what else, what else? I saw an ad for Tom's shoes, Tom's. Uh, they have an ad that says one for one. It's for every pair that you buy, uh, they give a pair to a child in need, which basically means that for every pair you buy, you're actually paying for two pairs. That's. <laughs> Basically what it means. I just wonder if that's like how they motivate the kids in the factories. Like they're just like so unmotivated. Like, please, we're so tired. And they're just like, all right, how about this? For every pair you make, we'll give you a pair you make. (laughs) Like, how how about that? Uh, Let's see. I, uh, my friend just came out as gay. My very close friend. And I should have expected it. Like, I remember when we were 10 years old, uh, we were playing tag, and we were both really tired. And then I was like, all right, do you want to play something else? And he's like, yeah, I have a game we can play. It's called Hold a Cock. I was like, what is that? He's like, well, we basically just hold each other's cocks, and first one to let go loses. And for 20 minutes, we just held each other, guys, for 20 minutes until I finally let go. And then he held on for 10 more minutes. And that's basically what happened that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Christie is supporting Donald Trump. Uh, I've realized that Chris Christie's dick is like God. Like, he's never seen it, but it might exist. <laughs> that's basically how that works. Let's see. What can I end on? I used to think that Abercrombie and Fitch, they used to just like spray buckets of cologne all over the store. But I realized, like, they just get one Persian man to stand in the corner for, like, two hours. All right, I don't know if that's working. All right, guys, thank you so much. Send Noah. 
I have a comment about that last joke. I think how to make it funny. Um, you have to somehow connect it to like the Glade plug it in or the some sort of thing that exists like something on the market where you you know you hide it in the corner. Okay. Like the plug the Glade plug it in or the All right. one of those sticks or you know like when you lose it in your car, your car smells like like vanilla for years and years and it's because you lost that hockey puck of vanilla flavor somewhere in the car but like that's the Persian guy standing in the corner. That makes sense. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, give me your favorite and your least favorite. What did you laugh at? What did you not laugh? Like, what do you did you not like? Like, give me one that you like, one you don't like. Anybody. I wasn't fond of the Chris Christie joke only because... The only thing I know about him is that he's Republican and fat. Is that That's probably enough to go with on that joke. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's that's all I know about him. So, I mean, I figure like, oh, I can't see his dick. He's fat. Bah, mm-hmm. He's Republican. So I hate that fuck. Mm-hmm. So, but I was like, I, I don't know why I didn't laugh at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've told it before. Maybe you might you might remember for, like subconsciously. What do you think? Well, maybe, I mean, I like that. I agree with Pam. I like that joke. Do a list of things, you know, that are related to God and related to dicks and... You know, mine it for a couple mother, a couple more tags. What was your favorite joke? What was your least favorite? Or what was your what was one that stands out to well, you as either good or bad? All your stuff is really good. You no, are, don't okay, give no, me no, that. No, That's no, not going to make me improve. Listen no. to me. Wait, let me finish. Yeah. You you consistently have one brilliant concept in all of your sets. There's always at least one super super great concept, mm-hmm. but the, the the bits themselves aren't like fully developed I don't I feel like you thought of one concept and so you went with it and then but there's no further development there's no like actual elbow grease Mm -hmm. in the jokes like sitting down listing all the things that have to do with God listing all the things that have to do with the you know Chris Christie and then finding more connections Mm -hmm. that's all yeah great job fitting so many topics inside a bit like I, I wouldn't manage to do it um, shoes, movies, Trump, and sex. I mean, that's a lot. And um, maybe that's similar to Trina. Uh, Trina's feedback about sex, for example. Sex is always a good topic because everyone thinks about it or in either way. But I think the more honest and the m- more true you are, I think the more um, delicate it's going to become. And I think more funny. Like, do you really? Would you really have sex with a decaptivated? Uh, Women, you know, like yeah. I, I get the joke. They're all decaptivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, did None I say the wrong de- word? They're all decaptivated. Deca- um. uh, I'm kidding. I'm Without sorry. a head. Decapitated. decapitated. Yeah. You know, would you really? Like, I, I get it's a joke, but would you really? And why would you really? Or if you wouldn't, but you just say it, why wouldn't you? Like, because like I, I, when guys say on stage, I think about sex all the time. I'm like, really? I think about sex more than you. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah, t- yeah, yeah. show me how. Why does it affect mm-hmm. you? One, why is it funny? Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Yay! Yeah! Noah wants to have sex with decapitated women. Yay! Not creepy at all. Uh, your next comedian is a lovely human being. She's been hanging out on the panel tonight, and I'm excited to hear her jokes. Clap your hands wildly for Ginny Hogan. Pam, um, how are you guys doing? Move the mic, San. Um, uh, sorry if I broke it. Ingrid, I uh, 
I love th that part about Germans and how people think you're uh, mean and aggressive. Um, I'm a New Yorker and people often tell me I'm like mean and aggressive. Uh, not really like in a connected way, but um, mostly because I am being mean to them. Uh, people say that New Yorkers are like very aggressive and mean. Um, I honestly like, I don't really pay enough attention to my surroundings to make observations like that. Uh, but I believe that it's true. Um, so I'm from New York. Uh, I don't know how to drive. Um, and uh, uh, well, yeah, like I guess. So yeah, people are always surprised when I say that I'm from New York. Like if if they haven't met me yet, because um, I'm blonde. I don't know if you guys get this, being blonde and not from California. No, probably not. Germans are blonde. I'm German actually. Uh, yeah, but people are like surprised by this, and I'm like, no, like believe it or not, like because they think I'm from California. I'm like, no, like we have box hair dye in New York too. Like <laughs> seriously, like. I think like it's globalization or something, like Marco Polo brought it from India. Um, so I don't know how to drive, uh, which sometimes like causes concern, you know, because people will say like, oh, but like what if you need to like drive someone to the hospital, you know, like what if you're like in a state of emergency or something? And I'm like, well, firstly, I never really know when I'm going to be drunk, so that's not safe. Uh, and also like I, I think there's like a service that you can call like if someone needs to go to the hospital or something, like I'm pretty sure, like that's why I have Uber on my phone. Um, because I don't know how to drive, I actually find it like very impressive. Uh, this is like pretty, this is pretty lame, but I still think it's like pretty impressive when guys know how to drive. Like I would still count that as like a cool thing that can like work in their favor. Uh, and this is something I have in common with like only my friends from high school and nobody else. Like if I like go on a date and I'm like telling them like, oh yeah, like he was really great. Like he was really smart and like funny and like, and he like knows how to drive and like ev everyone else would be like, that's ridiculous. But like my friends from high school like get into it and they're like, really? Like, like he like knows how to drive like a car, like has a license. I'm like, no, yeah, he's been driving since he was like 16. Like he's probably, like, he's got like three years under his belt. Um, I'm just kidding, don't date 19 year olds. Uh, and so, but also like, I don't know anything about cars cause I don't know how to drive. Um, so then I'll like go on, I'll be like, yeah, he even like owns his own car. And they're like, oh my God, like what kind? And I'm like, silver, like the best kind. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, so I guess we were talking about like eye patches earlier. Um, I, we were. I, uh, I have an eye twitch, I know. Even, even my medical conditions are funny. Um, uh, I... I don't really mind my eye twitch so much, um, but like other people do, like I can't really walk in a straight line and it kind of causes concern. Um, like people like always think I'm drunk and like sometimes I'm not. Uh, and I, uh, I got, so um, I got pulled over by a cop for like biking, not in a straight line. Um, and he thought I was drunk, but I wasn't. I just like can't really see, uh, like when my eye twitch is really bad, I don't have good depth perception. So he told me I had to go to a neurologist. Um, who uh, told me that the way they treat eye twitches is with Botox, like this is true. It's actually the original application of Botox um, was to treat facial tics. So she gives me the Botox for my eye twitch um, and it was like covered by insurance, which is like pretty cool because it's like plastic surgery, you know, covered by insurance. Uh, and the good news is it like made my eye twitch better, but it didn't make my eye twitch perfect. So like I still twitch a little and I was like, you know, I might fall off my bike. I think I need like Nicki Minaj's butt. Like I think that to like protect me, which was also the original application of uh, Nicki Minaj's butt. I think. Um, okay, that's my set. Jenny Ogan, stay up there. Stay there. Stay there. Yay, Ginny. I've, I've seen you a couple of times now in Mutiny, and uh, every time I think you have 
great things uh, in there and just cut the fat and um, evaluate the things that you say and, and work with it. I have one one thing that I that I've seen you do. I don't know if you were aware of that, um, and I don't want to be rude or anything. But the way you hold your mic, yeah. sometimes it's up your forehead, <laughs> sometimes in front of your stomach. Like let's. <laughs> like that's an audio thing, but also like a visual distractor for the audience. I don't know. You've heard, uh, people have told you before. Yeah, I don't know. I was disrespecting the mic. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like maybe you can do like a like a practice where you where you're on stage and stop thinking about what you say, but pay attention to your body. Like you move a lot. Like you kick your shoes. Yeah. It's just very like I find the distract. Maybe I maybe it's just me because I'm sensitive. But no, that's good. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe one um, one time I performed and just had the mic standing in front of me like I was not allowed to move because the mic was there so maybe that's a exercise I don't know some people put it on their chin it makes it easier for yeah. them to just rest it on their chin but that's gross because it, then the microphone smells funny and oh, no, and you gross. break out you break out you break out from the mic well it's all that weird spit and stuff the yeah, other thing gross. you do that's a little bit distracting is that you say you're from New York, but then you said like, like a California. Yeah, you were like, 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 and I'm like, whoa, she's a real Cal, you might, you might be from New York, but you got the California thing down now. Cause you, it, it's the same thing. Your jokes are there and they're funny, but when you're getting to them, mm -hmm. you've got a lot of shuffle footing and a lot yeah. of microphone swinging and a lot of like and like and like. Yeah, I think I might have been the only one that got the New York joke about like, I'm too, I don't, I've noticed anything around me enough to whatever. Uh, oh, that was, yeah, that was more joke about myself, but I'm glad you got it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, um, but that's yeah. the thing. I think you just need, because you, you have a bunch of great jokes, and, like, you do need to cut fat and stuff like that, and also stage presence and stuff like that, but also just think about beats, learning how to hit beats and, like, how to slow it down a little bit, and then, boom, you know what I mean? Like, because you're just, yeah, you're very, you know, whatever, and we're all agreeing. These are great jokes. It's just your delivery. You gotta just just focus on on hitting beats and highs and lows, stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah, you have like really good insight and and good quality premises. So yeah, the eye twitch thing with the Botox is good. With yeah. the especially Nicki Minaj's butt, I didn't know you were gonna go that direction. That was a good misdirect. <laughs> right, clapping wildly for Jenny Hogan, yay! Our next comedian has just stepped back in the building and he's going to make you guys laugh. Clap like you've never clapped before for Johnny Bell. All right. How's it going, everyone? Nice. Okay, so I've been married for six years. Give it up for me. Come on, give it up for me. All right. Yeah, my wife is smart. She's beautiful. She's organized. And she's got a racing stripe, kind of like the Starsky and Hutch car, which I like. Um, so basically, I win life. You know, I win life most of the time. And when I don't win life, my life is kind of like the airplane scene from World War Z, uh, if you've seen that. Because our fights are really intense, man. They are intense. And I wasn't ready for that. Like, I wasn't ready. Because, um, ladies, like, you're not that fierce when we're dating, right? Like, you save punching me in the face while I'm driving and then leaping out of a moving car for after we've set our wedding vows, okay? Um, and it's not the droog ultraviolence which upsets us. It's just that abrupt change in behavior. So, uh... Now, how about some heads up, all right? I'll give you an example of some heads up. 
I went out with this girl. Uh, she's really cute. I liked her. And we're out at dinner. And out of the blue, she announces this. And I'll quote. And by the way, from now on, no more blowjobs. And you're going to church, mister. And I'm like, OK. And what I really wanted to say was, oh, yeah? Well, from now on, no more finger-blasting, young lady. And we're going to join the Ashtar, oh, god damn it. We're going to join the Ashtar Galactic Command. But uh, of course, I didn't say that, mainly uh, because I didn't think of it for five years, like most of my snappy comebacks. Uh, but it was just confusing because she knew I wasn't into uh, organized religion. Like, I had to deprogram myself from yeshiva. And she never went to church, you know, she never went to church anyways. So I'm figuring, why cut out the blowjobs if this was so important to her? I mean, like, where's, uh, like where's the, uh, the negotiation strategy in that? I mean, why not increase the number or quality of the blowjobs while politely inviting me to go with her to church, right? I mean, potentially that could have worked. If she was really serious, she probably would have started blowing me in church because, uh, you know, my dad's a rabbi, but I would have become an altar boy if I was getting filleted in the pews every Sunday. And by the way, I said it, filleted in the pews. Um, but I, I just reacted because I don't like ultimatums. And basically, I broke up with her before dessert, which sucked because I saw the cart and the tiramisu just looked fantastic. Uh, but, but I really appreciated her candor because she just put it all out in front, right? She told me what she wanted, and it, whoa, and it made me realize I did not want to continue the relationship under those circumstances. Now with my wife it was different because that was love at first sight so I would have really appreciated if she started attacking me with cast iron cookware somewhere around our third date. You know, to uh, oh God. <laughs> you know, to acclimate me. Hey ladies, when your fella's down on one knee and he's, you know, burbling about how you complete one another, do him a favor, kick him right in the fucking throat. Because that way, while he's dealing with a crushed windpipe, uh, you can take the time to go, you can take the time to go over every last one of his faults and transgressions. And do it with a finger in his face. Because remember, he's giving you that ring because the sex is amazing and he never wants it to end. So uh, how about you do him a solid and let him know what he's really in for? Getting back to my relationship, um, our fights are nuts, but they're not her fault, okay? They're mine. I'm not easy to live with. I'm annoying. I forget things. And my, you know, my sense of humor is like a fifth grader. But all I'm saying is that when my nose starts gushing blood, maybe it's time to stop berating me. What do you think? When I swan dive off the balcony, maybe I've had enough for one day, okay? Um, plus, after three and a half hours of you know, intense rage, nothing's getting in anyways. You know, she may be talking about divorce, but all I'm thinking about is how to make a flux capacitor out of my cell phone so I can skip over from this moment and move right on to the makeup sex. I'm Johnny Bell, and I didn't memorize it all, but I gave it a shot. Thank you.
Yeah. All right. Comments for Johnny Bell. I like the fact that you didn't memorize it all. And I'm so impressed. I haven't been here in a couple weeks. I'm so impressed with how much better you've gotten and how well you've taken direction in terms of cutting the words out down way better. I like yeah, it. You have to, and the, at the bottom, you have to twist it in from the bottom before you stick the thing. I'm going to have a new microphone stand for the comedy festival. Don't worry. I like it that you've printed your notes on the backside of MapQuest. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, um, I think, I don't know, I once heard about uh, some comedian saying that you shouldn't go on stage and ask the people how they're doing um, yeah. because, you know, why? I mean, it's, it's a way of to get comfortable on stage probably, right? You don't want to start right away with you what you have to say. I don't know. I'm not sure. No, I, I wasn't even planning on say it. It just kind of came out. I think you're right. Just go into it. I don't know. For some people, it, it works. For me, it never worked. Uh, but I don't know. Um, and you also, the, the, the your second line was like, give it up for me because I'm married. Um, a lot of, I don't know, I've seen a lot of comics like force applause for some achievement in their mm -hmm. life <laughs> without having a job. I don't <laughs> No, it's just an observation, and I'm wondering: do you do you like do you need the initial applause for your set for your confidence? Then keep it. If you don't need it, don't. Um, that's my my opinion. And uh, other than that, negotiation strategies in in relationships is always interesting, especially with the different rela uh, religions. Oh my God, there's so much more to dig in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't just don't be afraid to be go off script sometimes. Yeah. I know you want to memorize so yeah. much, but then you beat yourself up and you lose yourself and us. We're like, oh, why are you beating your like? Just because it's supposed to sound like stream of consciousness, no matter how scripted it is. Mm -hmm. But here, now, in this room, at this in this level, don't just get the idea and then you'll find other things. You know what I mean? Like, I I think I thought of a quote, but like you don't have to cheat on your wife, but sometimes it's healthy to flirt with a waitress. You know what I mean? You don't have to be stuck to that fucking material, but you can just, and maybe you can find something else that you'll, you can add in, you know? Um, and just keep rewriting even the same premise over and over because you'll find little bits, but don't be so married to what you're writing right now. Uh, the ideas are there, premises are there, and they'll stay there, but just, you know. And there, there are certain turns of phrases that I know that you're specifically writing. You're using like alliteration and you're using certain words together to, to create a certain sonic feeling with the audience. Like you're a writer, but you know, it's. I think someone told you this a couple weeks ago. Try to do this same set again, like at Brainwash or something. But instead of having all of the words written out verbatim, just have your topics. And you're going to come out with that alliteration. It's just going to pop out of your face. But when it isn't like, oh, I missed that sentence in the script, it'll sort of make you more malleable to the moment, mm -hmm. which is what's going to like engender yourself to the audience. Because it seems more real and we all know that it's not real we're all memorizing things and writing jokes and and it's not you know it's not real but that's the trick is like how do you fool the audience into thinking that it's not a script so you're in this weird place where you're like writing 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 and you're really trying to memorize it but think of it less as like a a monologue for an acting class and think of it more as like some guidelines to go up in front and talk to the people that so might help. Like maybe write it out and then just the only notes I have are the guidelines. Right, and the topics. Of so you call it like uh, bloody fight with my wife or you call it like, you know, um, I don't know, sucking, I don't know, whatever. You pick your things and then, then you know you know what your joke is 
and you'll I think that you, the marriage to the script right now is the hardest thing for you. Yeah, mm. I could see memorizing the words if you were a setup punchline in one sentence or two sentences kind of comic, but you're trying to tell a story, and I agree with Pam, given that there's just maybe let it flow, connect with the audience. And actually, just a structural note on that story. I felt like, so you open with your wife, and then you go back to this girlfriend, and then you go back to your wife, and um, I felt like, I was trying to follow it and I got whiplash. Like, I, I think, talk about your wife first and then talk about your girlfriend or, you know, like, I, I would say finish a complete story before leading into the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way I think it'll be easier to follow and it hopefully will be easier for you to keep your head organized. But see, um, I think that's exactly, because uh, I got lost too. I thought yeah. he was talking about his wife when he was talking about his girlfriend and then I kind of clued in later. And if you are not memorizing and you're instead like connecting, you'll know what they get and what they don't get. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see the, the what's resonating and what's not. All right, clap it up, Johnny right, Bell, you. yay! <laughs> Your next comedian is a favorite here on the Joke Workshop. You can also listen to her every Sunday morning from 10 to 11 or 10 to question mark, sometimes noon. Uh, I really enjoyed the after show that you didn't put on the air. Talking of, When I heard about the, butt, the butthole hair, I was like, why am I, why is this not on the air right now? What is going on with you crazy ladies? Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Tess Berry. Just so you guys know, it's not just me talking about butt hair by myself. <laughs> like other people were there in the room. So my, I've been a little bit stressed lately. My mom's coming to town. She's planning a trip. I got a haircut and she booked tickets immediately because she felt like she was losing out. And um, she's coming to visit me. Uh, it's kind of cool. Like since I moved, I've gotten a little bit closer with my parents. It's kind of fun becoming friends with your parents as an adult. Like me and my friend, my parents aren't really friends when I was a kid or anything like that. Um, like I was raised by TV. Like I was raised by, the, I was raised by television. It's not really fair to my parents. Like they tried to parent me, but I'd be like, shh, growing pains is on. So we didn't really know each other all that well. Uh, but yeah, my mom's coming to town uh, because of this haircut. And I, people have been commenting on it. It's like a drastic change and people make comments on it, which is fine. Like I don't usually like people commenting on my appearance all that much. Like if my dream is for people to have object permanence for me, like just like a permanent game of peekaboo with the world where if I'm not in the room, like no one knows I exist. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, so when I got the haircut, my, <laughs> my dad gave me a compliment. He was like waiting for me to say thank you, but I, I didn't really take it as a compliment. He was like, wow, that was really brave. <laughs> and I was like, I, I moved half, I moved across the country, and all I did was get a haircut, and now you appreciate me. <laughs> and my brother said, uh, he was like, oh, I, li I like your haircut. I mean, I was worried for a minute when I heard you got a haircut, because I worried it would be like it looked like super butch, but I, like I guess this looks good. I was like, if you have something to say, say nothing at all. <laughs> Just <laughs> keep it to yourself. Uh, but yeah, compliments are weird. This is something I've been thinking about because I, I hear a lot of, you know, men my age who are single and out in the world, straight men, talking about the friend zone, how they're not into the friend zone, about how they try and talk to women and they get rebuffed and it's, it's tough out there. But I just, I want to, I've been trying to think of a way to explain to guys what it's like. Like, w w if they put themselves in the position of women, what it feels like for someone to just approach you 
and start talking to you out of nowhere when you're not ready for it. Like, you're just out having your day, and someone comes up to you and starts talking to you about something that you're not totally opposed to, but maybe you're just not in the mood for it. Maybe you're on your way to work. Maybe you're not in a good mood. Maybe you don't want to talk to strangers. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is that being a woman is like living in a world where everyone is a Peace Corps petitioner. Like, it's, it's not, you know, like, you're not totally opposed to the idea, and sometimes you're into it. It's, you know, sometimes someone approaches me to sign a Peace Corps thing, and I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm in a good mood, I want to chit-chat, he's really cute, and maybe I'll talk to him. Uh, but, like, imagine, dudes, if, like, everywhere you go, every time you're on the bus, everywhere, everywhere you go, someone's just coming up to you like, hey, you should give me money f- to pay for the rainforest that they're destroying with that ass you got. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's no reason for me to have to talk to you. <laughs> so, uh, that's really all I wanted to think about. I hope that helps you understand why maybe I don't want to talk to you all the time. But don't, don't stop trying. Just think about the context that you're in. <laughs> Just think about the context and if you're attractive. Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. Yay. Tess will talk to you if she's in a good mood. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty in a bad bin. Tess, you're so good. I love how you build up to a punchline, pause, create tension, and then deliver the punchline really well. You're so good at that consistently. So cool. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of criticism, a fan. What can I say? Thanks. And your haircut's great. It's cute. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Um, I also like the jokes about. Yeah, it's brave, and that's the reason why your parents came out here. Yeah, um, it's not the fact that you live here and have a life that you want to show them. I like it. Um, I also love the Peace Corps um, comparison, but you started out with talking about the friend zone, and I think that's such a crazy buzzword that I get sick when I hear that. Yeah, and most people don't know what it actually is. It's just you know, you know how when a girl wants to be friends with a guy and he hates that. Um, that's, that's up. And I think your comparison is not really about friend zone, right? You're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's you're right. It's about just getting <laughs> talk shit it's at just all. Just like, day. please yeah. don't talk to yeah. me. Yeah, you're right. So I'll take friend zone right out. That's a good point. Cool. Yeah. Looks like everybody's a fan. It was yeah. a good set. It's good new stuff. <laughs> Yay! Chesbury! <laughs> all over San Francisco yay uh, your next comedian is going to leave us it's really sad but before he leaves he has a big show coming up is it tomorrow darling so please 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 listen hard and take notes if you can and uh, give him really good feedback because he is um, he has a big show tomorrow at the San Jose Improv and he wants to just knock it out of the park so let's help him do it clap wildly for Tommy McGuire thank you Pam for that Great introduction, and, and uh, yeah, this is likely my last set here ever. Uh, I'll be back, and if you guys are around, fucking I'll be here. I just dabbed. Um, didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. You guys have been putting up with my shit for a year and four months, and I don't know why. It's like my parents, fucking, <laughs> they haven't kicked me out yet. It's fucking, they're insane. Um... I've said a lot of crazy shit. You guys have dealt with a lot of weird shit that I've said, and I try to justify it, and it's all awful. 
So fucking I'm an idiot. But uh, I appreciate you, you know, at least not flexing on me too hard. I feel like one last quip. I feel like you guys look at me like Southern voters looked at Obama in 2008. Yeah, he makes a little bit of sense, but I just don't, I just, I don't like it coming out of his mouth. It's not because of his skin color. It's not. No, it isn't. I just, I, there's something sits wrong with me when he says the certain things he says, it's not his skin color. Yes, it is. <laughs> and you're right. You have every reason to be racist. You're mostly white. But uh, like Voltaire said, God is a comedian with an audience of people too afraid to laugh. That's right. I just, <laughs> I just compared myself to Obama and God in one set. I'm the Kanye West of fucking mutiny. Metal dab. Oh, God. Like, love me or hate me, you're going to have to deal with me at some fucking point. <laughs> oh, these open mics. Um, that's pretty much it, guys. I just want to thank everybody. I know all of you now in some way, either Facebook friends or your faces, and I hope you all are fucking... In five years, we're all going to be at the improv backstage or just fucking, I'm going to see you guys in uh, doing great in comedy. And thank you very much, Pam, for the space and the fucking liver abuse and uh, everything you do. She fucking tweaks her ass off for uh, the, uh, us. And uh, yeah, she deserves a lot of love. So thanks, guys. That's twerk to you. Tweaks. I twerk my ass off for you guys. No, I thought you wanted to actually do jokes and have us give you, tell things about tomorrow. Are you nervous about tomorrow? Yep, because I'm going to go say gonna, a bunch of racist jokes. Are you going to do your wigger jokes? Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, well, right, yeah, pretty much. I'm going to do my fucking jokes. You're going to do, my jokes. You're gonna do yeah. the juggalo Not, thing. No, I, magnets, I might. Magnets, no. Second no. Dick, right, that's in there. What's that? Second a dick is in there. No. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not ready for the big stage yet. <laughs> but the last time um, I it, it was really good. Yeah, I know. And then I realized I keep telling a bunch of people I'm sucking dicks. <laughs> you said dick I'm not. Once. I'm cool enough with fucking homosexuals, well, but then again, I'm just like, God damn it, my dad's going to hear but this. But if you're leaving. I know. I, yeah, but I, uh, I have three bits I've been working on, like boom, 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 that I've, like, I think I, I finally worked good punchlines and are old, not old jokes or old ideas. So I'm just going to, I don't care. I'm up on that stage. That's all I okay. give a fuck how about. Many, how many minutes do you get? Five. Oh, okay. Uh, th they, they, they horn you at three if you're losing the crowd. Oh. I'll probably get horned at three. You know what right. I liked about the last time I heard you do the second addictive? Mm -hmm. Just to just apply this principle to whatever you're doing tomorrow, though, mm -hmm. is that the last time I heard it, you you were really good at putting the right amount of pause to build tension in before your punchline. Yeah. So just keep that up. That's not something I always hear out of you. Yeah, so sometimes I'm just... Yes, and exactly. So just build yeah, attention. Yeah, it's one of my things. I just don't know if it's ready for a real showcase. Like, well, no, no, it's no, a competition. No, but not just sucking the dick. Like, all of your stuff. Like, put the, put the, the um, pause, tension pause in there. Yeah, yeah. Before no, absolutely. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do. It's, I, I, anyways, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very so much. I say sucking the dick it, easily It's quickly, so then. funny to hear that it's come adorable. out of your mouth. Two syllable. <laughs> you look like a substitute teacher, and then you're just like, that joke about you sucking a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He forgot. That's well, hilarious. And then I remembered. It was even worse. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great joke. All right. Who Ingrid, and that? Who does that? Who forgets they suck? I've, I've actually forgotten that I've sucked a dick yeah, before, but, but that's because I was blackout drunk, and I don't remember anything. Well, oh. at some point, the quantity, you just can't remember them all. Right, exactly. 
Fair enough. All right. There's only been one, though. You've only sucked one dick. Yeah. Okay. It was so. just in my mouth. It wasn't like... Right. Anyway. It wasn't like you were working. <laughs> real bad at it, man. It wasn't any place gross. <laughs> is, it easier if, is it easier if it's hard? Yeah. See, I, that's my... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not pretty enough. It's a bubblegum garbage party if they're not. That's where the oh, is that what bubble name actually garbage really party is? comes oh, from. Oh, shit. I'm tight. Biting Bridgman shit. A bubblegum garbage party is when someone's not hard and you're trying to give them a BJ and it's just like a bubblegum yeah. garbage party. Yeah, but we have a mouth. huge advantage because we look good, so it's hard usually before exactly. we get there. Exactly, make eye contact. Yeah, good yeah. times. All right, guys. Clap Thank you. for Tommy McGuire. <laughs> well, you guys are all off the hook now. No one has to give any more comments because that part is done. And we're just going to do jokes and be funny and do comedy. Uh, same thing, four-minute sets. I'll horn you at three. Your first comedian up, he is part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up this week in like so days so few days so scary uh come see him on the aristocrats show he's going to tell in um uh an italian version of that joke uh right now he has the best pants in california put your hands together for felipe esfico thank you pap thank you so much thank you mutiny how's it going huh how's it going thank you mom if you're listening again I made it! I'm here, showbiz, American showbiz, I made it. I got it. I'm in it. I'm wearing my favorite gender equality pants. <laughs> pants for everybody. They look good on me though. Because there was a woman who left them a goodwill. Sir. Would you date a woman wearing these pants? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <sighs> well, I, I wish she met you instead. <laughs> Goodwill. <laughs> hey, some people come up to me after the shows and, uh, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> but if they did, um, they would go like, it was pretty good, it was pretty good what you did, but that Italian accent, man, you really gotta work on it. I'm like, <laughs> you think I gotta, you think I gotta just learn how to speak English properly? No, just make it thicker, man, make it thicker. You're making an Italian impression, make it thicker. A lot of people think that I'm putting up an act, like a fake Italian. Well, it's not like that. Melodramatic, I know. <laughs> what do I care? Hey, uh, taking selfies, by the way, increases your self-doubt and creates problems with identity, especially for your phones, because your phones are starting to identify with you. And that is a problem for phones, because phones are here for a mission. They're here to make your thumbs stronger, to climb the evolutionary ladder even more. And the phones are getting real confused because they're identifying with your face. Good idea. <laughs> Needs work. Possible. <laughs> I tried atheism. You guys tried atheism? I don't know, man. I feel a bit kind of vegan inside with atheism. It's the veganism of belief. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I think I'm gonna go back to God. I've decided. Can I sit on this? I'm gonna go back to God. Mm, 
Because it's, it's the underdog. God is the underdog. God is the underdog. God is the underdog. And it's cheap these days, no? <laughs> cheap God. I'm going to buy it. I don't care. I'm going to buy it. How much is it? Do you ship to Europe? Uh, oh, you've been shipping for 2,000 years. All right. Uh, cool. I'll have it. I'll have God. I don't care. I'll have God. Better than virtual reality. I can't afford virtual reality. It's too, too expensive. Also, I don't know. I don't know about the deal about Mark Zuckerberg, but it's, I think it's working out some kind of concoction to make us all kind of obese, flaccid, masturbating turds looking at the screen. I don't know. That's the kind of idea. It's kind of polarizing views on Mark Zuckerberg, no? There's, there's like people who love Mark Zuckerberg, like um, like Steve, dead Steve Jobs, and people who hate Mark Zuckerberg, like dead Steve Jobs. I think we should come together. We should all love Mark Zuckerberg, like Steve Jobs, dead. <laughs> or we should all love Mark Zuckerberg, like dead Steve Jobs. Just an idea, just a thought. Beautiful people. Well, you've been wonderful, and um, I will I will come back to you. Thank you. Filippo Espico, loving and hating Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck that guy. He's got a house on Dolores Park, and it's like a super mansion. And that guy should share it with all of us. We should all just walk into his house and swim in his indoor pool. Later tonight, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, your next comedian, I think she's actually trying to date Mark Zuckerberg. I think they live next door to each other in the same neighborhood. She wants to get some of that cash money. Uh, but she's super awesome, and I'm so happy for all of her support of things happening at the station. You can listen to her new show starting April 13th, uh, Sundays from 6 to 8, called The Immutables. You guys are going to laugh at Trina Roderick. You guys excited to be here? Sorry, I gotta pull my skinny pants down. They stick to my thigh, my my calves. You get that sticky skinny pant? Anyway. So, okay, here's the thing. All right. Here's what you gotta know about my dad. When I was, when he was in elementary school, he got a really good grade on a test, and I mean super good grade, right? And he's still fucking talking about it in his 70s. What the fuck? Like, I have to hear about this fucking elementary school math. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, like, I feel like an asshole for wanting to take that away from him. Like, he's in his 70s. Let him have his elementary school math test, right? Like, but at some point, like, I'm 46 years old. Right? What that means. If he went to elementary school and got a good grade on a math test in elementary school. That's pre-verbal shit for me. I was hearing that shit. He didn't stop talking about that between 1969 and 1974. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like pre ver anyway, okay. I'm not, I'm just, I don't wanna be like him. You know what I'm saying? And I know that, okay, fine. So, anyway. I, um, I was the sergeant at arms for my freshman class. Um, so that means you punk ass bitches gotta fuck. Because <laughs> 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 that's how badass I am right there. 
So I'm a good number two. Like, that's my position, right? That's my position. Sergeant at arms, right? Freshman sergeant at arms, right? I killed that shit. And then the next year became president, right? I know. So I thought as the president, it would be a good idea maybe on our class trip to Disneyland to get fucked up on screwdrivers and lose my virginity in front of the whole school. Right? I know. I'm just saying when that Monday morning walk of shame is how you start your sex life and your political career, (laughs) right? You're like, you know what? Maybe it's a good idea. I found out as a sophomore, I cannot handle my liquor for the number one spot. No, I'm number one at number two, okay? You want a number two. And it also means, like, I'm going to become a a stand-up comic. Like, that shit happens to you. You're going to be behind a mic. So anyway, I've been studying Leslie Jones, right? Huh? (laughs) Ah! Right? Like, can I do this? Can I do, like, a Leslie Jones kind of? (laughs) You thought, have you seen Leslie Jones? Okay. (laughs) Who in here has seen Leslie Jones? (laughs) Anybody? Have you, you haven't seen Leslie Jones? Okay, this is Leslie, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, this is Leslie Jones. You sucking a dick, you sucking a dick, you sucking a dick? Right, sorry. But that's, can I pull that off? Like, okay, like, if, what if, okay, like, like, okay, what's your name again? Ingrid, I'm sorry. I'm horrible with names. Like, I want to make you laugh so bad I can't stand it. But I'm not sucking your dick. How do I make that more clear to you? Like, right? It was funnier the first time. Like, I don't know how far I can go with Leslie Jones. We're going to be practicing Leslie Jones for a few weeks, Dom. So next time I'm expecting you to sit up front, because I need to get in somebody's face. And she was scared. Anyway, watch Leslie Jones go, problem. Yeah, she's a stand-up who's on SNL now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Watch. We'll talk after. Okay. I was really hoping that Leslie Jones is like this person that you play at night or something and you like sleep in the other bedroom in your house and you dress as Leslie Jones. I, okay. I just assumed that that's your alter ego. Uh, your next comedian, hey, he didn't show up, but there's another one here and he's a funny guy. Clap wildly for Ian Adels. <laughs> Patience has been exemplary. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I went to this open mic last week uh, at Iron and Gold, uh, and my dad was in town. Um, and so I was hanging out with my friends beforehand, and they, one of my friends wanted to go to him, other Ian. What's up, Ian's forever. Um, anyways, so he, so I wanted to go to open mic, but I wanted to spend time with my dad. And so my friends convinced me that I should invite my dad to the open mic. And at first I didn't want to, I was like, uh, fuck no, I, my dad is not coming to the open mic. And then I was like, no, that is like perfect. Like he's the reason why I am up here right now. Like he needs to come to the open mic. So within a span of like 
like uh like a few hours i came up with all these like shitty dad jokes i was gonna like destroy him i was gonna destroy my dad in the audience and i was so excited and my, my dad's like a funny guy like he would have gotten it hopefully uh anyway so like i go to the open mic and then he texts me this long text he's like ian like i'm sorry i'm really tired like i had a long day you know he's on the business thing he's like i had a long day and i can't make it and i was like fuck now i can't say all of my like shitty dad jokes that i prepared and then I realized that is the ultimate shitty dad joke that happened to me, that he couldn't make it to my stand-up routine where I wanted to say a bunch of jokes about him. I thought that was the ultimate joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was good, though. Um, I am I'm 25 years old. Uh, I'm single. I graduated college, which means I have a Tinder. Um, I don't know if you guys use it's it's horrible like it's just it's fucking I hate it it's horrible um and I see a lot of things on tinder because tinder is basically an app where like if you, it, it's it's for like hooking up mostly um and so I go on tinder and a lot of girls on tinder have this thing where they write on their profile they say like no hookups like I don't want any hookups uh which I think is kind of silly and after thinking about it for a while I was talking to my sister about it and you know, I'm tr man, I really want to talk about something, but I'm afraid to talk about it right now for like offending someone. But there's, there's this fucked up thing that I've talked about with guys before where they see girls walking down the street, whatever, and they're wearing like short shorts or like sexy shit. And then they're like, oh, like, of course they want to fuck. Of course they want to do something. They're dressed like that. And it's like, no, fuck you. They're not wearing that for that. You know, so I found myself like going on Tinder and seeing these girls' profiles where they're like have these like model pics and like these like sexy like poses where they're naked but they're writing no hookups. And I'm like, like, why are you writing that but putting pictures up like that? And then I felt like the asshole who talks about girls walking around. But like seriously, like Tinder is like an app where like you do that. Like it's an app where like you look at someone's face and you're like, oh, would I fuck that face? Nope, left. Would I? Yeah, right. Like that. That is like the app. Like people hook up through it. I feel like writing no hookups on your Tinder app is like writing no Jews on your J date app. It's the same. It's like going to In and Out and being like, uh, no hamburgers, please. I know that's what you're known for, but uh, I just want to cuddle. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was really hard to say. Um. Yeah, it's it's weird. I um I'm like 25, but I feel like I don't like live like a 25-year-old. Like I don't do crazy shit a lot and I and I I don't add enough spice to my life sometimes. Today is a perfect example. I woke up at like 12:31 um and then I went to like a diner down the street and I just like had breakfast by myself. It was really nice. I really enjoyed it. Um and I remember like I walked up and like I paid for my stuff and I get up and I leave and I realize as I'm leaving, I still have like the cup of water in my hands and I'm like leaving to go out the door and I like look at I'm like, oops. And I look towards like the cooks and the people at the counter and they're just all staring at me like, I'm like, oh, sorry, haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> and then walked out. That was that. That's just such an old man thing to say. Like, I haven't had my coffee yet. Oops. Um, man, where's that honk? There we go. That's what I was waiting for. Um, what else? I, uh, my friend back home, uh, I don't know if you guys have friends who are into, like, like, collecting crystals. 
you know like people have like these crystal collections like amethyst and all these like different types of crystals um it's it's a really weird thing because like i i grew up in la and my good friend there he's like a musician and i'm a musician too so when we hang out when i go there we'll like show each other songs and like kid around and so he was over one night and i showed him like one of my songs and he's like oh dude that's cool but look at this and he brings out his like crystal collection. He's like, dude, check this out. It's like amethyst. It, if you hold it in your, in your hand, it'll make you fucking look good. And this will bring you good luck. And this is like sexual energy, dude. And, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that's crazy that I forgot the punchline to this joke. But that's still kind of weird. Like crystal collection, I feel like if you're collecting them or if you're smoking them, you know you've hit rock bottom. Know what I'm saying? Bazinga. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was very funny. Crystals. Yay. Don't don't smoke crystal meth, you guys. I did that for three months. And let me tell you, it's a terrible. No, yeah, you should. Well, I never. Did I smoke? I smoked it and I snorted it. I sprinkled it on bowls and I snorted a lot of that weird yellow stuff. Just learn from me, you guys. Don't do that. Uh, it's not as fun as you think it's supposed to be. Uh, your next comedian looks like a person who's never done methamphetamines. Uh, but he's a funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Cole Chapman. Joke's on you. I'm on meth right now. Let's do it. See? I'm not lying. <laughs> Fucking shit up. Right off the bat. Okay. Hey, man. Ian? Yeah, non-eventful 25-year-old? I feel you, man. I feel you. Right there with you. I had a perfect Saturday, like Saturday, and uh, went to Berkeley Bowl, the grocery store. I love Berkeley Bowl. It was the shit. Had a great time. Came home, cooked a casserole, went to bed at a reasonable hour. The end. That was my day. I feel you, man. I feel you. Responsibility. Let's do it. Much like, let's break this again. Hey, man, you've had like three weeks to fix this thing. <laughs> like, don't we just have to like screw it in? This is really hard. It's way harder than it looks. I don't even think I'm doing it right. It's hard to screw it in. Yes, yeah, you can say that again. Um, hmm. What do I want to talk about besides a uh, uneventful 25-year-old life? I don't know, man. You got me on this thing. Oh, I was talking about cooking. I love to cook. That's like my uh, my guilty pleasure. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, but recently, my friends, because I live a uneventful 25-year-old life. Uh, I've started like doing dinner parties and shit, which is like, it's like, it's over as far as like a cool young life. Like I've just graduated into like 65 years old. We're done. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what I mean either. Um, it's cause don't worry about it. Anyways, what am I talking about? Oh, but I get heated in the kitchen. Some of you might know this can be a dick sometimes can be a real uh, shithead. Uh, especially when I'm in the kitchen and people are like around me because one thing you're doing when you're at a dinner party, people always come up to you and they're like, hey man, can I help with anything? I'm like, yeah, you can help by getting the fuck out of my way. I'm doing shit. Move. And uh, they usually do. Thank you, man. Inward laugh. Hey man, I feel you. As my dad does that tangent, by the way, the inward <laughs> laugh. It's fun. It's fun. I'm like slowly developing it every now and then. Like someone will say something and I'm like, ah, hey, wait a minute. Like where'd that come out? That Eddie Murphy laugh, it's like a, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> why, do, why do suddenly we laugh outward and then go inward? Who knows? See? What's the deal, man? I don't know. Uncontrollable. <laughs> we have no idea why this happens. It just happens after you. This is 25 years old. <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Fuck, man. <laughs> this is it. We're sentenced to this for the rest. 
anyways, uh, so in order to get like better tips, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on like how to cook and shit. Yeah, I watch, watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay, which is super fun. Gordon Ramsay's the best. Yeah, Kitchen Nightmares, best show ever, Kitchen Nightmares. My favorite part about it is uh, he's giving me the best piece of advice, which is if you're going to be super rude at the kitchen, do it with a British accent. Because you can do anything. Like, he's in there, he's like walking up to people, he's like, what is this? You call this fucking risotto? And he just throws it, smashes against the ground, like against the wall, and they're like, oh wow, thanks, chef. That was really productive. Thank you for ruining our kitchen equipment and screaming at the top of your lungs and mortifying me for life. This is really helpful, chef. Thank you. Thank you. Plus, that guy's hair is like immaculate. Right? I'm talking to Pam only right now. We're just talking to, let's geek out about Kitchen Nightmares, man. I mean, what do you think about the... Was he really? I believe that 100%. Do I have anything else to talk about? Oh. Besides Gordon Ramsay's dreamy bod. Let's talk about that. Ooh, so British. So, uh, so mean. Um, yeah. Oh, advertising. Let's talk about it. Tangent. Uh, I went to buy some Pringles the other day. And uh, was met with their new catchphrase. Do you know what it is? It's not once you pop the fun, don't stop. It is now hashtag, you don't just eat them. Exactly. What do you do with them? I was like, sitting there, I was like looking at it for like a solid 10 minutes. Like, what the fuck? Like, like, you don't just eat them. Yo, I popped one of these 25 years ago. Fun hasn't stopped, by the way. And now I'm sitting here like 25 years. And they're suddenly flipping the script on me like, oh, you don't just eat them. Like, I'm supposed to know. Like, and they don't even provide a cheat sheet on like fun activities you could do with Pringles. Off the top of my head, I can think of one, Duckbill, the end. That's the end of the list of what else you could do with a goddamn Pringle. It's ridiculous. You don't just eat them like I'm supposed to know. It's insane. And then it's like, that's like as if like if Trojan were to change their catchphrase to like, you don't just wear them. It's like, I'm not blowing balloons out of these motherfuckers. Jesus Christ, dude. All right, I'm gonna go. You guys have been great. Thanks. Chapman is too young to date me, but we have too many things in common. Gordon Ramsay and a love of Pringles. Holy shit. Your last comedian of the night uh, is a lovely human being. She also uh, runs the amazing show that I was talking about earlier that's on Sundays from 10 to noon called The Lazy Brunch Hour. Last week was really great with Katie Carnes. You guys can look it up right now. It's all around the Facebooks and it's on SoundCloud. You're going to love it. You need to tune in next week. I don't know who her guest is going to be, but my God, give those girls a bottle of champagne and they have a good fucking time. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Dom Jellin. And by the way, we've got Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so we did our show for an hour, and then we spent the last hour sobering up, which just sounded like a drunker version of the first hour. (laughs) So, um, no, we didn't. Thank you. That's so awesome. Um, (laughs) Thank you. We talked about nipple hairs, whatever. Just find it online. It's great. We did talk about nipples during the podcast as well, so don't think that you're getting shafted. I'm not sure that that was the appropriate word choice. Probably not. All right. Uh, I want to. Does anybody have dead parents in here? No. All right. Cool. <laughs> so I, uh, my dad died when I was younger, and um, which was, f- I mean, I was gonna say which was fine, but now this is awkward. Look, <laughs> when your dad dies when you're younger, you feel like first you feel sad, but then you're like hyper aware of everybody else having like two parents right so I was very self-conscious about my dad being dead and um I was actually like really ashamed of it and my mom and I had just moved out of state so people would be like hey you talk about your mom all the time where's your dad and I was like oh he's uh in Miami 
huh huh yeah he's in miami and then we moved back to miami and be, they, people would be like where's your dad and i was like oh he's in uh port-au-prince i just kept moving him further south right like i just i was like we're not gonna talk about this this is so uncomfortable and then um one year i decided i was like you know what fuck this i am gonna or no i, I was just like tired I'm talking about it, a friend of mine who was like, oh, that's cool that your mom does that. What does your dad do for work? And I was like, oh, he doesn't work. And he's like, oh, why not? And I was like, oh, because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, I could see how that could be a hindrance to employment, um, just like paperwork-wise, you know? And I was like, yeah, no, so he got it. And then I was like, oh, okay, what I have to do is just like, I just have to make sure people are cool with it, right? So like, by the time I got to high school, this one girl was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry that your dad's, like, what's your dad doing? And I was like, oh, he's dead. And she's like, why are you smiling? Like, and I was like, oh, I just wanted you to be comfortable, but now it's weird. And, and... (laughs) And by the time I got to college, I was like, fuck this. I just need to make it a goddamn joke, right? Like, I just, I give up, right? So I had a friend of mine who was like, oh, how'd your dad die? And I was like, oh, he was shot. And she fucking died laughing. And I was like, this is great. And she's like, no, really, how'd he die? And I was like, no, it was a suicide. He shot himself. Like, that's a, that's a true... That's a true story. And then she was like, she was not about it. She's like, that is not funny. That is not funny. I thought you were making a black joke. And I was like, wait, what? This took a turn. I don't know. And uh, Anyway, that's the joke that I wanted to try out. Thank you guys so much. My name is Dom. I'll put this back. That's a very funny joke, Dom. Uh, you can see Dom at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this week as well. She's actually in the opening show at 6 o'clock this Wednesday. I'm really, really excited. So, um... If you guys are comedians and you want to come to the festival, the way it's going to work is that you can come in for free, but you have to wait until a minute before the show. So if you want to go to that six o'clock show with Dom, you have to show up and be here. And at 559, if there's any empty seats, we're going to let comedians in for free to kind of fill the house uh, and sort of stack it out. But we do already have pre-sales for that Wednesday. We have like five things. So, so it, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if you do want to see shows, please come. It's going to be amazing. The only thing, it's just there's going to be no ins and outs on the door. So when you're in for the 50 minutes, you're in. Because that ka-chunk-a-chunk on the door makes me nuts. And I'm actually going to have all the comedians enter from out there. So they'll go right up on the stage. Really trying to make this shit professional, you guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Please stick around all week. The festival's going to be amazing. Um, and then the last show on Sunday is um, it's a two-hour show, and it's the best of the fest, and it's going to be all kinds of comedians from in town, from out of town, just like my favorite sets, because I'm going to see every show, and we're going to drink the rest of the PBR. So definitely come to that show, because we're going to drink a lot of PBR. And um, on Saturday, there's a show at Brainwash from 2 to 4 in the afternoon, hosted by Tony Sparks, uh, that's going to have free PBR, because they're one of our sponsors. So go to the Brainwash, because they're another one of our sponsors. Go see the show on Saturday and drink free PBR and meet all the comedians from out of town because they're doing the exact same thing we are just in different cities like New York and Georgia. And so they'll be good. it'll be a good networking opportunity, I think, for everybody in the city. Thanks for being here on Joke Workshop. See you next week. Bye. Most people don't even know what those are. Yeah, most of them don't. And we need to give uh, everybody a little example of what we know. Well, they should go to trialta.com to see the six different kinds of cannabinoids that are all distilled for their medicinal needs.
Yes, and, and the they're so wonderful. Have you heard about the CBN? Did you even know this existed? Is that like waffles? No, CBN is the cannabinoid in the plant that makes you fall asleep. Oh my God. Weed to make you sleep. Like, yeah. Does that put cancer to sleep? It puts cancer to sleep. It doesn't even get you high. It just puts you to sleep. There's also the THCA. Pain relief. Don't need any more opioids. Does that come from the vegetation state? It, it certainly does. You clearly know your botanicals. You know your Alta California botanicals. Yes, and there's also a CB, high CBD and a mixture of both high THC and CBD. That's right. Helps with the shaky shakies. If you have anxiety, go with the CBD. If you like to get high, go with the THC. Go with it all. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. Or go to tryalta.com. If you give them your medical prescription, you can get two weeks for free Alta. absolutely try alta.com hey you psychedelic junkies need something to do Tuesday March 1st well get your ass on out to the Golden Bull in Oakland at 8 p.m. For a stellar lineup of psychedelic rock brought to you by Subliminal SF. Featuring War Cloud, Cloud Catcher of Denver, and Skunk. Then, Thursday, March 31st, check out Seattle Band UN Hissing and Cardinal Worm, also another band to be announced. Same place, same time, $8. Funeral Doom is the genre. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook. See you there. What's up, San Francisco? The SF Eagle Bar is proud to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The SF Eagle is about to celebrate its third year anniversary since reopening under new ownership and new management. We are historically a gay leather bar, and now we cater to the queer LGBT community. As well as our allies by hosting fundraisers for local nonprofits and events to celebrate love and equality. I ain't got no dick, but I love the Eagle. Yeah, you Woo, do. Yes. Located at 398 12th Street at Harrison Street and open every single goddamn day. So check www.sf-eagle.com yeah. for calendar of events, and we will see you 3316. By the way, opening day of our special midnight comedy showcase for the mutiny comedy festival i see you guys there hell yeah industrial metals taking over Golden Bull in Oakland, April 5th, with the Death Kings of LA, Genocide Skin, Ort Cloud, 
and other bands to be announced. 8 p.m., $8, all industrial metal. They come again on April 15th to see some noise rock. The other band on Earth will be there. Jerkagram of LA will be there. And Love Moon. Same place, different time. 9 p.m., seven bucks. Brought to you by Subliminal SF. For complete listings and more information, visit subliminalsf.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash subliminalsf. is a proud sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We appreciate how comedians are, well, they're poor, and they need a delicious and inexpensive alternative to craft beer. Now, that's why every Pabst Blue Ribbon is affordable and accessible to even the dirtiest of dick bag comedians, allowing them to be in public at a bar interacting with people they probably shouldn't, like women. So go buy your favorite comedian a PBR. They need the encouragement that someone, somewhere, cares what they have to say. Paps Blue Ribbon, keeping comedians funny with classically delicious flavor since 1844. Which is crazy, because it was America's best in 
Yeah. yeah, fuck the world. Fuck the world. God, I love that song. 